Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt by Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt your regularly scheduled church program to give you this breaking news from the White Man Can't Jump Radio Network. This is TD up here in the Great White North. I can't believe this, folks, but we have been uh, contacted by an unnamed person and have sent our man, Nate Bush, onto the scene. Apparently, there's been a Michael Jackson and an Elvis Presley sighting in Logan, West Virginia at the Comic-Con. Nate, are you there, sir? I'm here, Tim. Can you hear me? We can hear you over the massive pandemonium in the background. Sounds like a lot of people are pretty excited about that potential Michael Jackson sighting. <laughs> yes, very much so. It's uh, smooth criminals up in here. You know, They're all at the, the corner of Heartbreak Hotel, but... That's right. I am live here at SCON in Logan, West Virginia. In case you're listening out there, we are potting live right now to the world. And we've got a pretty good crowd coming in here today. A lot of people here. You can probably hear them in the background. Uh, Lots of vendors, lots of gaming going on. Uh, A little bit of everything for everybody. I've got the, the Wide Men Can't Jump table set up. Got some of my old jerseys I've uh, been selling. Got some uh, memorabilia here, a little merchandise, a little uh, our bottle opener keychains, and uh, got our stickers. And uh, if you're if you, you like what you hear, swing on by. Come say hey. We're going to be live here. Uh, I'll probably be here till at least 5:30 or 6. So swing by the table if uh, you're listening live. Nate, is there any truth to the rumor that the song "The Streak"? was actually written about Logan, West Virginia. <laughs> as far as I know, I don't think it was. But it, you never know. It's very possible. I see. Wow, so, this is becoming disappointing. Wait a minute. Did, did I hear <laughs> that correctly in the background? Did I hear, hee-hee-hee-hee? <laughs> you may have. You may have. Background uh, Josh Brown is in the house down here somewhere. Oh, uh, we'll maybe that's him, where the Michael yeah. Jackson thing, that's where the whole <laughs> Michael be, Jackson sighting came from. Very, very, very well could have been, but uh, a lot of people kind of here a, today. You know, I don't want to slam him, but kind of a feminine sort of dude, just a little bit. <laughs> not the. Not you wouldn't talk bad about anything with that. What's up, anyhow, uh, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, We're live that, right now, podcasting live. White men can't jump is live. Yes, come back and say hi, please. People, and living people from my graduating class are here. Listeners of the show have awesome. swung by. Yeah, so this is like another one of your moments where you stuff it in the faces of your of your high school enemies that you have become someone. Yes, that I have a successful podcast in on right. six continents now, as as we are being downloaded and streamed on six continents all over the world. Brazilians We've got some are really all cool over Wide Men Can't Jump, ladies and gentlemen. That, that they are. That they are. We've and, got, uh, and I would like to add, because we have added Brazilians to our listeners, we have. We now offer a, uh, a, a landscaping service, so you ladies who would like the Brazilian, God. contact And me. we just lost the deal with that comment. Contact Nate, and uh, we can uh, we can set that up with our with our manscaper Tom Robinson, <laughs> the king landscaper himself, Tom, king of <laughs> of all manscaping, Tom Robinson. <laughs> of hey, course, of course. You know what? 
You you don't want to come on the wait show? A minute, wait a minute, the wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on. background noise, Josh, and he's invaded. Invaded <laughs> your podcast. How's he's everybody here. doing out there? Background Josh Brown makes an appearance, as you can see what here. Did he, what, what, I, I couldn't quite hear. Did he say Wildcats in there somewhere? <laughs> you couldn't hear that? My God, I had to take my no. earphones off. It was so loud. No, he said I think he I could invaded. hear it. He, he said he has invaded our podcast. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, like the virus that he is, Josh Brown. <laughs> does, does that make him count as a uh, a parasite if he's, if he's coming at us like that? <laughs> oh, man. But, man, it, it is oh, popping man. down here today. We, uh, well, we're good, only about you know, halfway I through uh, this. I think it's, it's, in all honesty, it's pretty important that those uh, – uh, I mean, that's not a small, small event, but it's not a huge event either. That those grassroots kind of places that, uh, you know, I think it's good when they do a, a good crowd and uh, gets people out of the house. Yeah, and, uh, considering this, gets people talking uh, about this shit, event, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, this this event kind of came, came about last minute. Um, wasn't a lot of time to really get anything together, but, man, there are some really cool vendors down here. We've got uh, Marshall University is down here represented. Uh, there's the also herd. a couple of the herd, indeed. Uh, Lindsey Wilson College from Columbia, Kentucky, is here. Uh, also got some local artists. Uh, Hot Cup Coffee is down here with their shop open, selling drinks. Oh, who are those idiots? There's oh, uh, now hold on. <laughs> there's a <laughs> I know I know who well who they are. I just you. Yes. Uh, there's a couple of escape rooms from uh, the Southern Coalition for the Arts here in West Virginia. Uh, they're set whoa, 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 up in the whoa, whoa, back whoa, whoa, of the... Wait, the Southern Coalition of what? <laughs> the Arts. Oh! <laughs> of the Arts. Oh, all right, fair enough. Yes. I heard Southern they Coalition. I got a little room. nervous. But uh, the, big, the big hit so far down here has been Atomic Comics and Collectibles. Uh, they have got... Uh. I'm sitting across from them on the booth here. They have got anything and everything you can imagine when it comes to... The inner geek, if you could say. I mean, I'm looking right now, Tim, at there are Superman, Batman, The Flash, oh. Iron Man, collectible figures, all in package. Uh, old school uh, Nintendo, I mean, uh, old school Nintendo, I'm kind of not, PlayStation games. I'm not a games. big school nerd, but uh, any kind of like uh, Game of Thrones over there, uh, Dungeons and Dragons? Uh, that kind there's of thing? some Breaking Bad, there's some Predator, uh, a couple things from the show Preacher, Aliens. Uh, I think that's a Lord of the Rings figurine I'm seeing over oh, there. Oh, Lord of the Rings, yeah, I'm, I'm all for that. Yeah, it's uh, the the Balrog, I believe, is the the term for the figure. Shall pass. Yes, exactly. Um, even got some some old Nickelodeon. There's some Star Wars novels I'm seeing here. Uh, oh boy. A lot of different stuff here. A lot of really neat stuff here. You know, a, a person could bring yeah, three hundred dollars like and not get everything that they could want. Sounds here. like I should have figured out a way to transport my basement over to the the con. That sounds yeah, like my it, it's actually kind of. it, it's pretty neat and not bad for the first attempt here um, by mm, the college. Uh, local, really neat. As we both know, local grassroots stuff is always good to support because that just helps everyone. Just no uh, just got a it. message. I just got a message from listener Nick Hoff who said nobody is worried about Neymar's country anyway. So we have listeners listening in live right now. 
Uh, Nick Hoff. I know that name. I've seen that name before. Yeah, is he, Nick suggesting? Frequent is he Nick or, frequent is, or is he Nicholas? Is he Nicholas, Nicholas. or Nick? Nicholas, he's in the wanna, uh, the Wide Men group on Facebook, and if you'd like yeah, to be a member to, uh, of the Wide Men group on Facebook, you can. Just uh, get a hold of us, and we'll get you in. <laughs> I thought I'm you were going to do a Robinson uh, and go, if you'd like to be a member of the Wide Men group, well, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking over here right now, though, the uh, ASW All-Star Wrestling table. There's a giant Darth oh, yes. Vader that uh, – oh. Is is standing? I believe he's working for a hot dog and a handshake in the old wrestling business. But uh, in the frame, pictured a huge frame is promoter Gary Dameron brought a ring worn Jimmy Hart jacket that Jimmy wore and and gave, gave the mouth of the South himself. I'm I'm looking at it right here. Hmm, I'm familiar with the mouth of the South. Yes. I'll, uh, let me let me send you a picture really quick while we're while we're yeah, here. Um, I was going to say what uh, to looked... get back to. I want to go back to Nicholas Hoff. Is he suggesting that, that Neymar dies? <laughs> he might be. Because I'm looking so around. Make sure there's no FIFA officials anywhere in my vicinity. That, 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 yeah, that I don't see any either. Players in the world dives. I don't think he uh, means he died. He just thinks I he, think, you know, uh, nobody cares. I think Uh-oh, he's responding. And, and be safe to say that he has vertigo. He's responding vertigo. to me. Good. <laughs> Nick, Nick, I think it's finally time you called in, man. You need to call in. No kidding. You. Yeah. Because if you think here, Neymar's we'll, we'll, a diver, I'm we want to talk you to the you. Number. I'm sending you we're the right number, Mr. Hall. Diving thing. You you call in and we'll we'll talk since we're live here. People are people are going <laughs> to think you really don't exist and that we just made you up. Here, Nick, there's the number, Nick. I just name. sent it to you. I just sent it to you, so uh, you go ahead, you call in. We'll get you on here. Is Nicholas going to be another of one of these twangy guys that I can't understand? Probably. Great. <laughs> But I just sent you a picture of the Jimmy Hart jacket. Oh, I see it. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's gold, baby. Yeah, it's really, really awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I would recognize that. Yeah. Actually, all on its own, I would recognize that. Huh. Yeah, no doubt. But uh, anyway, so we're down here at Escon. So please, please, if you're if you're interested. And Nick, Nick Hoff is going to call in. He says, give me a minute. So... Ladies and okay, gentlemen, well, we're going to have a call in here. To anyone else in the West Virginia area, if you would like to call in and you want to talk about not the Logan Wildcats, who are okay, <laughs> but that powerhouse, is it up the road or down the road? Uh, da- uh, technically up. Okay, up the road. And the great powerhouse known as the Chapmanville Taggers, who are well, state champions. Are in a class of their own this past season, uh, twenty-one win, winning streak. Can't touch it. Start yeah, singing yeah, right. uh, sing the MC Hammer. Can't touch that. I just heard a Canadian man sing MC Hammer live on the air. Wah 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 wah. And if, if you could see me, I am dancing. Now I would pay good money to see that. I would pay good money to see that. I can that. do it. 
you don't want to see it, but I can do it. No, no, I want to see it. I want to see it. You know, you, you can only watch it. Like, I don't know if I. Go ahead. I don't know if I mentioned this. There's drone racing going on down here too. Drone racing. Yes, sure drone racing and some virtual you virtual sure that's reality not just ice? I think that could just be ice. <laughs> if you want to know on, anything Armando, about run. drones, <laughs> Armando. <laughs> run, Armando. You know, Armando. Uh, I'm I'm inviting myself to Armando's neck of the woods because it looked wonderful out there. And the picture you sure did. That was a, I was like, well, Armando. When I saw that photo too, and I went, "Yeah, that's not too shabby, there, buddy." You that's not too that shabby. Yeah, maybe yeah. can't complain too loud. May have to make a trip out there for uh, Mr. Armando Martinez. Uh, but yeah, really nice. Up there. I'm looking over here. Uh, do you have a favorite like superhero, Tim? And do you have a do you have a certain? You know, growing up, I, the only thing I ever really watched with any amount of interest, I have to be honest, was Spider Man. But then when I got older, okay. they they ruined. They ruined Spider-Man in the, at least in the movies. Tobey Maguire. You think so? Spider-Man was just, was you just know, horrid. Actually, I thought Tobey Maguire did a good job as Spider-Man. Yeah, it didn't work for me. I like the new guy. Oh, uh, I don't know what his name. Shoot. I don't know what his name is, but uh, Tom. Uh, Tom. Yeah, Tom Holland. Is that his name? Tom Hiddleston. No, Hiddleston, that's uh, that's Loki. Whoever, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The new. Yeah, whoever's doing the uh, new Spider-Man, I, I'm on board on that. Um, yeah, I liked him too. Uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming uh, was really good. But uh, Hold on, I'll, I'll as a grown-up, I, I never really, I never made the leap. You know, I can watch, like I, I can watch Avengers and all that stuff, and I can enjoy it. But I never really Tom got Hall. all that hardcore about any of it, to be honest. Um, yeah, Tom. Tom. Holland I was always was more interested in the uh, X-Men than I was in. Uh, I guess that's a comic book thing too, but I, I like the X Men quite a bit. You know, I've never really watched a lot of X Men, truthfully. Well, Wolverine was always pretty cool. I, I could always buy into that. You know, I hear Logan is one of the best uh, superhero or comic book movies that they've ever put out. I haven't seen it. Have you seen it? Yeah, it's. Um... Uh, well, it kind of breaks the Hollywood mold, eh? Um, I mean, spoilers. I mean, if you haven't seen Logan yet and you wanted to. No, I haven't seen it. You should have seen it by now, so spoilers. Yeah, I should have seen it by um, now. You know, Ladies he and gentlemen, listener Josh Evans. Josh Evans, how you doing? As he walks by me, just kind of just staring at me. He looks me. at you like he doesn't know who you are. <laughs> yeah, he looks at me like, I'm not getting on the air. <laughs> Josh Evans, come on now. That's his alma mater. But, um, wait a minute. We have a phone phone call. Phone call. call. Hello, sir. You're on the air. How we doing, Nate? Tim? Nick? Hey, what's up? It's Nick. Tim, it's Nick. Nick! Nick! Are you, like, uh, any relation to, like, Dr. Nick off of The Simpsons? (laughs) I don't know. I may be. (laughs) Well, probably not, because he's a... He's a Latino, so probably I'm gonna go with no. <laughs> oh, but Nick, oh, well, Nick's talking about Brazil. He's not a Brazil fan. What, what what's the problem with Brazil, Nick? What, what you're insulting our listeners? Uh, to be honest with you, I'm not a. I don't 
watch a whole lot of soccer. And when I did watch the game, Brazil was on, and Neymar was just – that was ridiculous. I'll, I'll tell you what he was. He was a <laughs> pussy. That's what he was. He, he really was. It was a big giant he really pussy was. who fell down in a – a, 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 a small wind knocked that man over. It was ridiculous. It, it's to me. It's uh, I mean I'm not a big soccer person. I mean I'll watch it if it's on. But what gets me is you know he's fake diving and trying to get a call, but when it's actually a serious dive or you know or whatever I'm trying to say, you know the rest ain't gonna call for serious. So they don't know whether it's serious or fake. True enough. Yeah. Is that is that your feedback, Nate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It got really loud over here for a second. Right. Uh, like enough. I said, when people come by me, when some people come by me, it's hard to uh, right. it's hard to okay. hear. But uh, I'm, so, uh, Nick, are you a are you a low, are you a Wildcats man or a Tigers man? Which is it? I'm a Wildcat. That's right. All right. Well, I don't know. I think I'm done talking to Nick now. Class of 09, isn't it, Nick? What is, class of 09? Yep, class of okay, well, how, What was the rivalry like in 09? That's before my time, so. Oh. Uh, well, uh, I mean, it wasn't. I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't say that it was really heated. Would you, Nate? I mean, yeah, I mean, always, of course. You always wanted to beat Chapmanville. That was always yeah, who, the thing. Who, who, who was doing the winning? Let's, let's, let's get it that oh, way. Maybe Logan. it wasn't the greatest rivalry, but who had bragging rights Logan owns, in 09? Logan owns the series over Chapmanville like a million to four. It's uh, no offense. That's no offense, but Logan was the dominant basketball powerhouse for years, and then Chapmanville just recently is, has emerged as a, a new dominance uh, with their okay, coach. So I'm not aware. Okay, I'm not aware of that. I just jumped on the yeah. Logan, Logan's bandwagon. got um, six state titles under their belt, where Chapmanville has the one, and that was this year. They had the 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 first one they ever got. So it's been a long time oh, coming, Logan. though. But oh, fair enough. Man. Fair enough. You know, when when Nick and I were in school, because Nick was a year behind me in school, uh, we were both on the, the wrestling team together. Um, one thing was the um, Logan was their biggest rival was normally Westside. There was actually a game that got canceled one time due to the fact of a person from Westside sat in a seat that was a Logan season ticket holder seat and ended up getting maced by the cops because he refused to move. And they had to cancel the whole game because the whole place smelled like mace and everybody was crying their eyes out. I was in the building for that. Uh, Nick, were you there for that? I was there. Uh, I'm pretty sure that the next year they canceled the series, didn't they, for a few years? Yeah, I think they did. They canceled it for at least a year. I think it's back on now. It was. I know a year they canceled it. Oh, the craziness of high school sports. High school basketball uh, yeah. in Logan County, West Virginia, man, is it's a religion. It's more than it's more than just basketball. It's it's seriously a religion down well, here. You got, we have the same thing up here. It's that small smaller town versus smaller town mentality and it goes back, you know, probably there even further than here, probably more than just a generation or two where 
your dad, you know, hated that town. Or maybe didn't hate that town, but didn't like that town. And your grandfather didn't like that town either down the road, those those dogs down in Chapmanville. And that's just how it works. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the way it always works. And the Logan-Chapmanville rivalry, rivalry seems to uh, be building back up a little bit. Uh, not as bad as it once was. Used to be there'd be fights during and after games, and it it, it was pretty heated there for a long time. But uh, it's kind of slowed down a little bit. And I know our worldwide audience is hearing this about Logan and Chapmanville basketball rivalries and going, "Well, who the who cares?" Uh, you know? Look but, it up. Uh, you it, have the internet. You should care. It's kind of it's a central thing down here. This is basketball country. Man, I got caught up in it. I can't lie. I I got caught up in the fever. It was interesting to me. It seemed to get it was getting a little heated there near the end. I watched some uh, some uh, broadcasts of actual live video where a certain Nate Bush made the call of the decade, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we're getting geared up. Football season starting soon, so I'll be on the call uh, for some foot, football games too. So football, anybody's out there, anybody, you know, football. I'll be sharing them. I saw in the. Uh, what was titled the way too soon college top 10, the, the West Virginia was ranked 10th. Yeah, I, I saw that. Nick, are you a West Virginia fan when it comes to football, or are you, uh, do you, did you lean elsewhere? No, I, I follow West Virginia, and I follow Notre Dame. Uh, but the West Virginia top 10 hop, uh, I'm not going to buy into that until about midseason and see what we look like. I'm going to have to see some yeah, defense before uh, before I see a top smart, ten. Usually I have, I have, two or three. Go ahead. I I was just gonna say I have seen or heard uh, heard him say that this is one of the best defenses that Gibby's had. So, but you know, well, like that seems like the answer every year. It can't get much worse. I'll get. <laughs> it really can't get much worse. It was pretty awful. Time will tell because, as we say, you know, the, the rankings in college football are like basketball. First couple of weeks really don't. You know, until you play somebody, it really doesn't mean a whole lot. You know, those usually those first games or two are against nobody schools. Like, you know, like when uh, Duke plays Texas Christian and beats them by 62 points and is ranked number one, well, you know, big deal. I'll be with you in just a second, guys. Hold on. All right, Nate Bush selling some merch. Thanks. Sorry about that, guys. I had uh, somebody at the table was talking to them here at Escon. Uh, so, hey, how are you? Good. Good to see you. Sorry, random person I went to school with. Oh yeah. What's up, Zach? There's days when I swear good, to God, good. Nate Bush, that you're 19. I'm 19. How how am I 19? Because you run into so many people. I forget you're in the small town and that everybody knows everybody. Dude, everybody knows everybody here. We can't help. By the time that. I was, by the time I was 28 years old, I could have cared less about 99 percent of the people I went to high school with. And yet you're forever running into somebody you know. It's crazy. Yeah. But uh, anyway, back to West Virginia. We were talking about. Yeah, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna be good next year. Um, I think Will Greer is legit. I watched him play last year uh, from the press box. I just heard a bell. Order up, I guess. 
But uh, yeah, I, they played last year, and uh, Will Greer, he looked really, really good throwing the ball. Really liked what he did um, out on the field. And uh, we'll see. We'll see where this leads. If he can stay healthy, I think he's a legit chance at a Heisman. Whoa, 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 whoa. I, th- I think for him to be considered in the Heisman race, we're going to have to win at least 10 games. I mean, you're, you're going oh, to have to have that double-digit win. And for that to happen, the defense is really going to have to step up. I mean, we can't have this. I agree. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I agree with that. But, Timmy, you, you whoa, whoa, whoa me. Why are you whoa, whoa, whoa with yeah, me? Well, yeah, well, I've all Heisman talk here. Come on now. you got to. You gotta be careful with that. He's that a preseason Heisman ranker. Like he's yeah, got like, a chance. Okay, well, he's gonna win it. A lot of guys are preseason. Do I have to go back to my Al Bundy story? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you may have to. <laughs> but Nick, uh, I haven't forgot about you. I, uh, I do remember you sent me the message wanting to, wanting us to get John back on. Uh, I'm going to get in touch with him this week. Hopefully we can have him back on soon. Don't look at me like that, Gary Dameron. I'm not a hot dog. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't spit at you, did he? Well, he looked at me kind of strange. He kind of scared me. He's rocking the coolest Golden Girls t-shirt ever known to man, though, so I can't be too mad at him. Oh, man. You and your Golden Girls obsession. Hey, uh, you watch it. I will not watch it. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> there we go. That a boy. <laughs> there, Nicholas is for the win. Right there. Nick, I'm glad you. Uh, I'm glad you jumped on with us. You, he was messaging me the whole time, and I was like, you know, the easiest way for him to talk smack would be just to have him call in. <laughs> well, now we're yeah. Now people realize he's real now, and we didn't, we didn't make him up or anything. Yeah, for once we uh, we can work. say we have listeners. <laughs> well, yeah, you know you got one for sure. Where'd Nate go? I am. I am the sexiest guy on on a podcast right now. Uh oh, you got a microphone. Talking back to his high school friends again. That's gonna say that that can't be somebody that knows you or me because that statement was just ridiculous. Right. It was. It was. He knows. He he knows me. Uh, I mean, he has former not seen me and my, that, that, that is. Uh oh, he's coming over here. What's up, buddy? My my five foot seven, two hundred and forty <laughs> pound ripped frame of Canadian moose beef. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joined by the ghost of Hulk Hogan, who's not even dead. <laughs> he gave up racism. <laughs> I hear the word brother come out of that guy's mouth. What is it? Did I hear the word brother? Yeah, I got a guy doing a Hulk Hogan impression behind me, but it's so loud you can barely hear him. I don't want to hear who it is. <laughs> You may you may have heard of you may have heard of pro wrestler Chance Prophet. He is in the building down here raising a fuss. No, that's Donnie Piper raising a fuss. <laughs> you get on this microphone right now and you cut a promo on Nate as the Macho Man. If you have, there's your challenge. Your challenge from Canada. He's got to get back to work. 
now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, likely story. Yeah, he's a uh, former – he's actually a former NWA United States heavyweight champion and uh, competed in FCW and places like that. So, yeah, pretty neat. Pretty neat people down here. Um, yeah, it's good to see that there's some people like that. There's some the, – the, the local celebrities, as it were, are, are in the building. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, Josh Brown. but Nick, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try Nick to get John. Try to get John back on with you, uh, with us here soon. I know you. Uh, I know you had requested that. I'm gonna do my best to get him on this week. I'll be talking to him. If we can get him on this week or next week, I'll try and do that for you. That sounds good, man. Awesome. Awesome. All right. All right, so what in the world is going would, uh, on? Would Nicholas, would you be offended if I said your voice sounded slightly like Boomhauer from King of the Hill? <laughs> Beautiful. Well done, sir. Well done. And what, what a great show that was, King of the Hill. I love that show. That was it's a great so show. wonderful. I loved it, man. It was awesome. Man, yeah, that's uh, one if they want to talk about rebooting something. There's something they could reboot. Bring that, that show, show had no while. business leaving. It had no business leaving ever. Bobby, butane is a bastard gas. No, I'm not gay. I sell propane. <laughs> <laughs> and propane accessories. <laughs> you, did you ever notice? I don't know if anybody ever noticed this but me. Don't know if anybody ever noticed this, but me. But you remember Peggy called her um, spaghetti and meatballs instead of spaghetti. She called it Spa Peggy and meatballs. And <laughs> so I was always a fan of, but Peggy, you know about my weak urethra, <laughs> or whatever he had. He had a something wrong with his something yeah. wrong with his urethra though, and it just yeah, yeah, the me. weak urethra, and they didn't think they could have Bobby, and he had Bobby. <laughs> I, he, he said once, uh, he said, dang, dang Bobby, there, that boy ain't right. I also got a real got a kick out of uh, out of his father, too, who had his oh, shit shot Gill. out by the Japanese in Okinawa. Yeah. Yeah, Cotton was great. Cotton. Yeah. He's like three and a half you know, feet tall. You know, in that show, he, uh, he played that um, – he was the cousin of Dusty Hill from ZZ Top, the bass player, and that they would show up and just try to torture him for TV. <laughs> they would like wreck his car and just mess up his house just to see him getting mad. <laughs> oh man, what a show! It was, yeah, it was a good show. It was. Paranoid. It was. It would fit it really good too, because you had Dale, who was like paranoid of the government. Imagine the shit you could write with Dale and Trump. Oh good lord. Oh God. Yeah, it, it could be a wild. I mean, even you can do even you don't even have to go with Trump. You can go with the other side. Either way, you wanted to go. You oh could yeah, do it. but but I mean, Dale particularly was always afraid that the government was listening in to everything he had to say. Even though yeah, I remember, was, uh, was I don't he, know if you uh, remember uh, the episode where he uh, reread he reread the Warren Commission and thought that it actually made complete sense. And he became a patriot, American, a, a true patriot, and he painted an American flag on Hank's house on the roof. He obviously, he obviously didn't read it. <laughs> I'm not sure that a 
uh, a pound of cocaine would make the Warren Commission report make any sense. For real. Everything all right over there, Nick? I heard a noise. Yeah, yeah, perp. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, if, man if, if, you, if anybody listens to yesterday's show, Tom Robinson, um, I think he set a, a record for passing gas on a podcast. Uh, yeah, I, I listened to that this morning on my way back home from Virginia, and yeah, at least 20 yeah, pounds he, he in a two-and-a-half-hour period. He, yeah, he was belching just like ridiculous amounts and didn't seem to care either, which was, well, if you know Tom, that's pretty much, you know, fits the profile, but. Well, I, I do have a question, Nick. Since I, you you listen to probably just about every program, right? Yeah. Even the shitty you ones? Got a, uh, you got a certain uh, episode that stands out or a certain guest other than, than John, who you're a big fan of, that – that maybe it was your favorite or a favorite wide men moment or something that, that we can think of? Let me ask you honestly, what did you think of my uh, Nate Bush as uh, Michael Jackson moment? I think I remember that one. Was that one recently? Yeah, that was on the last uh, – uh, that was on wide men, wasn't it? That was on the basketball one, wasn't it, Nate? No, no, that no, was on I, a uh, – No, that was on that, the that – that's on the last uh, – Two back on Tim and Tom, yeah. Two back on Tim and Tom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think I may not have got to that one. Well, that's that's worth a listen because if you ever wanted to hear Nate as Michael Jackson, it's pretty good. If I do say so it was my it was mildly entertaining. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> that's not Michael it Jackson. When, it was when Robinson. It was when Robinson threw in that he was picturing you in the outfit from Beat It. That's when I started to fucking laugh. Yeah, that that's, that's what it was. Blew my mind. <laughs> that's what it was. And then, of course, then he does his spot-on imitation of you, and that was. <laughs> it's close to midnight, and here's the thing. <laughs> awesome. But yeah, I mean, Nick, Be is there anything beautiful. in particular that sticks out when you hear "Wide Men Can't Jump" that you that makes you think, you know, because we we like to get feedback from our listeners. Uh, anything particular? I'm a big fan of the Bush League. I wish we had you had it more. Uh, Bush League. Oh man, that that do, that does. Need Holy to come Christ! Back. You're, you're right. the first guy to ever say that. That's a very popular yeah, segment, Mr. Domprova. <laughs> Well, there you go. You learn something every day. That's a very popular segment, you know, just for this. That's Bush. Bush League. You hear me? That's People love that. Bush. They love the sound effects. Uh, we'll have to check with Armando if he likes Bush League or not. <laughs> I'm sure he does. It, it, it's everyone's favorite, apparently. Nick it's said universal. it, now it's everybody's favorite. Yeah, well, it is now. Yep. If it wasn't before, it is now. If it wasn't, if it wasn't before, it is now, and I'm sticking with that. That's my story. If, if you keep hearing random background talking going in and out when I'm not speaking, I'm trying to mute the microphone so I can hear better. Uh, it helps me out when it comes. I have sexual relations with that woman. I could have told you that. I know you. You know Bill Clinton? <laughs> yes, totally. Yeah. I, I know him. Yeah. 
cool. My better half actually just walked in the building. Don't know what she's doing over Josh. here. I thought you said Josh was already there. Oh, shut up. Your jerseys suck. She's talking smack over here. You know, you see what I got to deal with? I got to deal with, an, with a woman who's just mean to me. This is an abusive relationship. I, I, I didn't hear a word of that, so. I would buy the bus. Talking down to you? <laughs> oh, gosh. Hold on a second. Nate Bush, you get your fat West Virginia ass back home right this minute. You, you do a very good impression to come out here and sell like this her. stuff. Who the hell do you think you are? Now you go down to the I don't know what the hell your grocery store is there. I'll just uh, now you get down to the Walmart and you get me some pickles and ice cream and you do it now, boy. <laughs> Walmart Kroger's and Valley Mart. Valley Mart. You go on down, down to the oh so you. You could do the, uh, the the Kenny Bolin bit then with the Krogers. Oh yeah, we've got a Kroger down here for sure. No, is it? Uh, you two talk. You have Hold to go get me. Second. I'll be right back. Oh, Nate Bush, you're so unprofessional. <laughs> it's supposed to be hosting a podcast. Oh, okay. I didn't realize we could still hear each other. Okay, well we can just continue. We don't need him. So uh, you're 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 West Virginia for college football. Who are you for the pros? Uh, football, the Rams. Uh, basketball, oh, the Celtics. Uh, oh, baseball, Celtics the Red Sox. Enough. Okay, well that's a pretty easy pick too. They're pretty good, so I can live with that one. Celtics, I can live with. Rams, that's an interesting choice. How did a guy? How was a good old West Virginia boy get to cheer for the law? Or the, well, I guess was it the St. Louis Rams when you found them? Yeah, when I yeah when I was a, yeah when I was younger, it was St. Louis. Uh, probably around uh, the Super Bowl era when they actually won, and then got cheated out of. Uh, oh, so you were uh, one against what, the Patriots. The, the greatest show on earth was that what they were calling them then? Great, greatest show on turf. Turf, yeah, all right, fair enough. Mr. Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner, Marshall Falk, Corey Holt, Isaac Bruce. There, boy, that man could sling it. Still, still, and did for several years after that too. Could still sling it. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah. uh, Didn't he get to the Super Bowl with uh, the Cardinals? Yeah, I was going to say with Arizona. God, that sounds funny saying it. All right, sorry, I had somebody else at the table. I'm back. Well, you can just. uh, We've renamed this show the. Nicholas and Tim show, and we really don't need you anymore. Oh, there so you go. Move on. <laughs> You've been replaced. Nate, Nicholas, no one. Eh, wouldn't be the first time I've been replaced, trust me. No, well, I can't really speak for your personal life that much, but hey, well, I'm with you. <laughs> so you're talking football. I heard the Rams. Yeah, I just thought I was kind of surprised that Nicholas was a, was a Rams fan, because that's, and I forgot that they were a little, I guess at one time they were a little bit closer. Than they are now, but yeah, they're back in L.A. now. Yeah, that whole that whole mess is uh, that owner scams a stadium out of the city of L.A. and <laughs> yeah, that's just a, what do you yeah, think? Nick, whole... I know Nick's a Rams fan. What do you what do you think of their chances this year? I think they got a good shot if they can re-sign the is it an Arnold uh, get Darnold. him signed back. Darnold. Yeah, Darnold. Excuse. Yeah. I you know I, I I think they have a good shot. 
but I'm afraid that the the hop and what they've done last year might get to them a little bit, and they might fall flat on their face. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what uh, Sean McVay can do in year two, and see what Jared Goff is all about. Because I'm still not set. I'm not so sure that he's a uh, top tier quarterback yet. Have see you seen the uh, video of Jared Goff when he goes undercover at a division? Yes, that was. I believe that was that great. division two school, and that's something. Loved every minute of that. You know, I'm seeing uh, a lot of Rams hype, and Gurley gets the big contract, and he's back now in camp. Uh, did Did you guys happen to see what Des Bryant had to say about the Cowboys organization? Much of, uh, what was it, garbage play calling or something he said? He called it garbage play calling. He said Jerry Jones was, uh, I don't remember the exact words, but he called him out, and he said that uh, Sean Lee was a... Uh, what was the the word he used? Snake. A tool? A snake. snake, yes, snake. Hi, Caleb. Caleb bought a Muppets album, so he's incredibly excited. Sorry for that little aside. Go ahead. Yeah, but uh, Sean Lee, the snake comment, I was very uh, intrigued by that. What, what do you think of Dez? Dez is another T.O. He's a diva. He needs too much attention. He's a T.O. that's that not my, as good. That would be my take. He, he's a decent enough receiver, but only about half as good as uh, Des Bryant thinks he is. He just they don't, they don't put in the work ethic that a lot of these other players do. I mean, well, I he, mean it definitely he, he, shows. He comes off bad visually, too, when he – and I'm a Cowboys fan, so I get to see it. I see it every week. And the bastard runs over to the sidelines and pitches a fit because they – didn't throw the ball to him. Okay, yeah, but Des, you were yeah. double covered and you were nowhere near, you know, you weren't open, you moron. Like, the Cowboys already throw enough picks. They don't need <laughs> they don't need to throw any more. They're already bad enough at that. Well, well don't forget. I think a lot he, of he, uh... was... Go ahead. I think a lot of it with Des is him and Tony Romo had a great connection. And since Dak's been the starter, I think they haven't had that connection that him and Tony had. And well, the just, offense is is very different with Dak Prescott behind the quarterback as opposed to Tony. I, I think Romo. Tony Romo. I think Tony Romo should still be the guy there. I thought that was a, a bad decision to get rid of him. I didn't like that call. Well, I, I think a lot of it was just the fact that he couldn't stay healthy the last three years. I mean, he gets hurt a lot, and he just could. He could never win the big one. Just whether that was his fault or not, I you know we can debate that all day long. But he just well, Dan never Marino never won the big one either. Yeah, well, and how long do you keep? How long do you keep a guy who's getting? I mean, Dan Marino just got old, but I mean, Romo was on one on one leg, and then when he was, yeah, healthy, they, they couldn't they couldn't win. And so, what do you? How long do you? Stick with that formula before you go. Okay, sooner or later we're going to have to pull the, we're going to have to pull the cord. So I might as well just pull it and be done with it. Besides, Tony Romo does his best work in the booth. <laughs> I'm so no. Tony, Tony Romo as an analyst is excellent. He's one of the best he's color very, guys they got. He's very excited I, in the booth. I'll give him that. Well, he I, I he, think... he he predicts call, plays and is right. Almost all the time, so he knows what he's talking about, and a lot I of the guys don't. 
think he needs to tone it back on the calling, predicting the plays every play. I mean, I can understand maybe two or three here and there, but every play, that's a bit excessive. Well, yeah, it does get to be a bit much because it does look like maybe the guy's kind of showing off a bit or something. But let 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 let, let some of us at home be surprised when they do something. Yeah. As opposed to, to blowing it. But he is, he is good in the booth. He's he's better than, than well, better than anyone I've heard in a while. Most of the, uh, although we could have another whole discussion on uh, broadcasting and sports. And um, I don't want to sound like a sexist, but I guess it is kind of sexist. Uh, there's a lot of people doing a lot of commentating that never played the, the game. And it's annoying. When you get so, and it doesn't have to be a woman either. It can be a dude too. Like I watched a baseball game the other day, and there was some lady talking about hitting a fastball, and I'm like, "Okay, where did you play your major league baseball at? Because at best you might have played softball in college, I guess, which is fine. I mean, that takes a certain amount of skill too. But I don't think you've ever been up at the plate facing a 105 mile an hour fastball." So I don't know how you'd know anything about how to hit it, because I certainly don't. Swing faster, I guess. Be about my only hint. No, I, I, yeah, I, I mean, agree with that. And timing the hits. But, uh, you know, most of your play-by-play guys are guys that you see. They're in the booth, and, you know, they have broadcasting degrees, and they're guys that, that know the – uh, they know all the terms, but they may they may have played okay, like partic- some high school or particularly something. Particularly the color guy, though, should yeah, be the a color guy who's, who's played and knows what he's talking about. Well, most in in most cases in history, um, whether it be in football or it be in you know eventually, especially pro wrestling, most of your color guys are former pro wrestlers and, and football, you know, John Madden was a, a coach. Right. Uh Troy Aikman was a player, guys like that. Um, you know, Romo being a former player. Um You should be in the should sometimes be in the it game works, sometimes at that it doesn't. high level. What's up? Let me tell you, one guy one guy that was just awful. Just awful at color commentating was Jerry West. Oh my God. It was awful. Cool. I that thought you were going to drop Dennis. I thought you were going to drop Dennis Miller on me there and go, well, yeah, no kidding. Remember when they had uh, when they had uh, uh, what's his name and uh, it was the guy from PTI and Dennis Miller on Monday Night Football. I do not remember that. It was Dennis Miller and uh, what was what's the it was the white guy from PTI, not Will Bond, the other guy. Oh God, I can't remember his name. The Canadian, the older fella. I can't yeah, remember his I name either. And then, uh, and then uh, what's his name? The, the mainstay there. Uh, um, just, I can't remember his name either right now. The guy who got in trouble for uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about, but I can't. I can't play. There. Yeah, they tried that for two for two seasons. They went with that. I mean, can you imagine Dennis Miller on a football telecast? Didn't know that much about football, and then was whipping out these highly intellectual jokes that nobody was getting except for him. I mean, wow! It didn't work, Nick, and they gave it up. But still, two years. <laughs> I guess they got. Well, to try I remember John Gruden was a commentator too. Yeah, John he Gruden's commentary all that. was just dreadful. 
Well, we can I was always so have, happy uh, he got a job somewhere. We can always have the coach of the Patriots do color commentary. <laughs> Belichick. <laughs> Belichick. <laughs> Belichick doing color, color commentary. Just be silent. The only thing Belichick would say is we're on to Cincinnati. That would be his only uh that would be his only word on the matter. <laughs> what do you think, Belichick? Well we should have ran the ball. We're on to Cincinnati. Yeah, he's not a not a man of many words, that guy. Didn't say much. But Jim Mora should do commentary. Jim Mora was golden. <laughs> Jim Mora. Do you he remember Jim got, Mora? Uh, yeah, uh, Here, Jim. Here's Jim Mora. This is Jim Mora. Uh, playoffs? Playoffs? Who was the uh, Who was the one who said uh, something something about the effect of we know who they are? <laughs> we are who, who we they thought were, they were. Dennis Green? Yeah, they are who we thought they were. We are After who they, they thought killed. they were. Actually, <laughs> I know the perfect guy. I know the perfect guy. To do commentary. Just a faucet. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Mark Hill. Either him, you can do him, but oh, you remember this commentator? This guy, this interviewer? You piece of slime. <laughs> <laughs> Bruno, man. Bruno, Bruno Monday Night Football. Well, he's a tough oh, kid, Vince. You know, you bring up commentary, and let me tell you the worst commentary I've ever heard in my life. Have either of you gentlemen, I don't know about Nick's uh, professional wrestling like or dislike or whatever, but I'd say you probably watched it a little bit as a kid. Um, 1994, King of the Ring. Art Donovan did commentary with uh, Randy Savage and Gorilla Monsoon. I implore anybody out there, I don't care who you are, if you have not seen this commentary, Art Donovan doing, oh, my God, it's so bad. It's the worst commentary for anything I've ever seen. What was Art Donovan's connection to the wrestling world? You know, I wish I could tell you. (laughs) That they ever thought that was going to go. You know, I'm going to search that. Well, I I'm going to search I, that. I mean, I mean, come on now. Ed Whalen is a horrific commentator. Nothing was as bad stamp- as this Art Donovan commentary. Have you ever seen some stampede? He, he was pretty bad. Um, I'd really go out on a limb and go, Lance Russell was so bad he was good. Um, Lance just treated everything like it was a work. Yeah, Lance was so bad he was good. It was just like I can't believe he just said what he said, but you know, actually that sort of worked. What about you, Nick? You got a commentator that you love, you hate. Who was the worst? Who was the best? Nate Bush was the worst. I got a word for you. Uh, uh not really, because I usually don't pay attention to him because I can't stand him. Hear most of them talk, anyways. <laughs> well, hold on, we've got another call. Somebody calling in here. Let's Uh-oh. see who we got here. Hello, sir. Hey guys, how's it going? Tom, I'm literally just uh, tuning in, so I'm not actually sure what you're talking about yet. But if you give me the topic, I can probably hop in. 
We're talking about good and bad commentators in all sports. Who Who's good? Who's bad? Who do you like? Who do you hate? Oh, man. Good and bad commentators in all sports. I feel like we all watch sports in the same way where it's kind of just on in the background now while you're, like, on your phone. So I don't really listen to commentators as much as I do. But I would say I still – I actually like new age commentators. I like uh, Chauncey Billups. I actually think he's pretty good. Uh, Doris Burke, I think, is pretty solid. Uh, for basketball, for football, uh, Romo is pretty solid. Bad commentators, I don't know. I mean, there's too many of them to count. I still have an affinity for Walt, for Walt, Walt, uh, Walt Clyde, for the uh, Knicks. He's kind of, but that's just like a soft spot. I don't know. Who, who have you guys thrown out? Well, we're diving all over the place. Um, you know, we're even going into the world of wrestling. I dived into wrestling and said Art uh, Um You can go go anywhere with it. In terms of wrestling, I actually think Corey Graves is one of the best commentators. That, that I mean, like since Jim Ross, the the amount of bad commentators WWE has had. And granted, I actually think Michael Cole is not as bad as most people say he is. I just think he literally says whatever McMahon tells him to say. So I think Corey 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 Graves is the best announcing prospect they've had in many 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 years. Uh, I mean, bad commentators. You could talk about WWE for like an hour. You just run through every single. Booker T might be the worst commentator in the history of sports. <laughs> I, I, I guess wrestling is not sport, but he, he might be one of the worst. I mean, even now, like, the coach is horrendous. David Otunga is horrendous. I mean, WWE has rolled out some hot garbage over the last 10 years since they basically forced into retirement arguably the greatest wrestling commentator of all time, Jim Ross. Yeah. Tim, you got any comments? Yeah, I'm on board on the Jim Ross one. Uh, Corey Graves, I'm not. I don't know. I, I take him or leave him. Uh, Otunga's a hot mess. Um, Coachman's a good god, and we'll talk about the coach, how horrible he is. Um, He's better than Booker T. Booker T is horrible. Um, you know, even Lawler used to be okay when he was with Ross, but he he's. Mind, I guess he's really kind of semi-retired, I guess, at this point. But when they bring him back to work with those other guys, that that doesn't work. Um, the problem, the Cole, problem with Lawler was he just, yeah. The problem with Lawler was like his stick as he started just getting older, like and kept wearing those like Ed Hardy T-shirts and kept being like a perv. He does look. He does look rather cartoonish at this point. It went it from comes being out funny the... to just so weird. <laughs> like Lawler, I yeah, he looks like you know like somebody's crazy old uncle, kind of that kind of look, and maybe, in all honesty, maybe uh, uh, drives a white van down by the river. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, know exactly what yeah, you're he, saying. Yeah, he knew what I was saying. There, there we go. Yeah. So uh, that's a negative on Lawler, um, but Cole, Cole's all right. But like you said, Cole, Cole is very much a yes man, and he does whatever the boss 
um, yeah. tells him to do, and that, that hurts him a little bit. But he has the talent. I'd like to hear Cole, him work a show for somebody else where he didn't Cole have a bad rap. I, I think McMahon Cole, is here. Cole is considerably better. That like most most people have trashed him so hard. He's considerably better than people give him credit for. I think the main difference, A, he's following up, arguably, like I said, one of the greatest wrestling commentators of all time. And what I find about Cole is that, like, big moments just seem smaller when he's commentating them. Like, he doesn't doesn't tell a story. Like, he doesn't tell the story. He just... He's I, mean, just a I don't know how old you are, but when you go back to the Attitude Era, and if you did not see the video, let's say you could only get the audio, and Jim Ross was calling whatever. You know, Jim Ross is calling Undertaker, throwing man cave, mankind off the cage. You would have swore to God that was really happening. And that Agreed. He, he, by, God, he ki- by God, he killed him. And you would, yeah, holy shit, I think Jim Ross thinks he actually killed him. It was. It, it went though, like it also went beyond like the attitude era. Like Jim, what, what what Jim Ross was really good at was like Michael Cole is not terrible at commentating on the like outlandish moments. What Michael Cole is terrible at doing is is like suspending your disbelief. Like it's almost like he doesn't act like he's in on the show. Like I was watching the other day the. Um, the Shawn Michaels Triple H match from SummerSlam 2002, and the way Man, that Jim match. Ross, and the way that Jim Ross commentates Michaels coming down to the ring of just just being like, you know, Shawn Michaels was one of the greatest that I've ever seen, but after four years away from the ring and like going up against the elite person in the business right now, you have to imagine what does he have left and is he making a mistake? And even though it's like you know this is a show, like he makes you try and believe like like the history matters like like you know he doesn't treat you like an idiot and that's what that's what doesn't exist now in in uh, a, a wrestling is that they just assume and probably rightfully so that 50% of their fans are complete morons but it's like they play <laughs> to the 50% of the fans that are complete morons yeah, and we, not to the fans who like maybe are We know that you watched last week and you saw what happened, but we're going to pretend what happened last week right. didn't happen. So just move along with us with the story we are now going to go with. Forget what happened yeah. last week. But, yeah, I mean, that was it. Watching that match over again was like, that actually I think is one of my favorite matches of all time. Just in the... I think there's like a, there's like a, there was a special, there's a, a specialness to it in my mind because like now with the internet, the way that it is, I feel like you would have known Michaels wasn't actually away because his back was terrible. You would have known he was away because he was a drug addict and like he would show up to shows like totally pilled out and so they couldn't put him on TV. And like, so you actually thought that he had not wrestled in four years. Yeah, he hadn't lost his smile. Yeah, but like, yeah, like you could, you actually didn't know everything happening, so unless you were like super into it, so you knew, you thought, like I thought, wow, he actually, he's coming back from this injury that is you don't come back from, and I just remember putting myself back into that, uh, 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 like, but I think just too, when you compare it to like, uh, who came back after four years, uh, 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 Batista, and the guy was like stuck in the wind. 
he couldn't he couldn't make it through a match like it was embarrassing and Michaels came back and it literally was like that guy hadn't missed a day he I think he it was just pretty amazing to watch that so that's a completely different story well I'll say that uh, I actually really enjoy you know to to kind of step away from the wrestling a little bit, you know, because Michael Cole, I'll agree with you, Cole proved he can he can commentate. If you ever watched the uh, the UK tournament from last year, he did a great job on that. Yeah. But uh, back into the world of when it comes to uh, commentary, probably the best people at commentary are people that specialize in baseball commentary because you literally have to talk about nothing. Uh, so you really have to work hard at it. Vince Scully and Chick Hearn. I mean, like, I'm from the area, so, like, Vince Scully and Chick Hearn. I mean, that, growing up listening to those those two is, like, because, I mean, I don't know. And maybe it's it's a, a local thing. I don't know if people care about them as much on, like, a national level. But I do feel like, unbiasedly, those were two of the greatest commentators of all time. And to just have them doing the local games every every night was pretty, pretty amazing. I, I, I don't know. I actually think a cooler convo is potentially, like, what is the best, like, is there, has there ever been a better, like, local sports commentating combination than Vin Scully and Chick Hearn in terms of just, like, a one-two punch in terms of, like, local sports? I don't, I mean, I can't imagine anyone grew up with anything that would be better than that. Uh, I imagine Chicagoites might argue that Harry Carey was yeah. all that in a bag of chips. I, I don't know personally if I would go that far, but I don't know who his, who his two-punch would have been, though, because I have no name comes yeah. to mind when I, when I think of Cubs telecast except for him. There might have been somebody in the Yankeeville, maybe, if you were a Yankee fan, but I'm not a Yankee fan, so that's... I couldn't say. What do you think, Nick? You got a guy that maybe locally or internationally? Because I know that uh, Tony Caridi in Morgantown is pretty awesome. I like Tony Caridi. Uh, well, like like I said back earlier, I don't really pay attention to a whole lot of commentating anyway, so I, I'm kind of useless <laughs> in this topic. I think that's kind of the point, though. If you ever watched a Dodgers game, um, Vince Scully would make you – you got drawn into what he was talking about, and that was part of the part of the uh, charm slash skill slash why he was good at it. Because it really wasn't – you know, like I said, there's a lot of dead time in baseball, and he filled it. And I always felt with him when he said something, I, I believed it. It seemed like he was, you know – he had that kind of voice. I don't know what it was, but I was I I could watch a Dodgers game if he was if he was calling it. Don't forget about John Madden. Everybody got to love John Madden. The football and Brett Favre. Marbles Madden. Yeah, he was all right. I can tell you somebody that I can't stand, and that's. Dick Vitale. I cannot stand listening to him. Oh, talk. I'm with you. I'm with you 200%. Oh, can't stand him. Did you don't like when he gets all excited and says, baby? He only gets excited no. if Duke or North Carolina's playing. He doesn't do anything else. 
Or Kansas. Hmm. That's true. It's very true. Yeah, I'm not as How up on that. I know who he is, and I've, I've seen him on the uh, Final Four quite a bit. But Dick Faisal's age uh, always confused me. I feel like he was like 70 years old for the last like 25 years. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. So yeah, I wouldn't even want to get venture a guess at how old he is. Uh, hold on, I'll let you know. Yeah, you can look it up, but I would say he has to be. He has to be at his seventy at this point, right? Day. He's seventy-nine. Uh, oh, okay. okay. Well, we can cut him yeah. some slack for the last ten years, then. But before that, <laughs> you know he coached the Detroit got... Pistons. I did not know that. No, I didn't know that either. No. Well, we got a guy up in Canada who does hockey, and he's in his 80s. And it's just like, dude, you need to retire. You can't keep up. You're forgetting the names. You're, you know, you're half a play behind all the time. You don't see anything, but he's become an icon, and they just, they can't bring themselves to to cut him off the telecast. Although they probably should. But I think Vince some of those Scully, guys. Though, that's why. That's why Vin 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 Scully is almost more amazing. I think he's last year was what last year, and he's eighty. 89? That's insane. I just can't even imagine that's that. pretty old to be to be Doing still anything. up on the game. Well, that's pretty it's old pretty to old still to care, old. period. It's pretty old to be alive. <laughs> yeah. I mean you would think by that point you would you know, I don't really care about this anymore and I don't know, and I'm fifty and I I just like I hurt and I d I don't care about this anymore, let alone uh <laughs> being a professional broadcaster and he only did home games though, right? At the end? I think he went home games, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he didn't travel with the team. Sound like you guys are talking about Lou Holtz right now. Okay, well he was in he was another one. I mean I how old is Lou Holtz? And he was on he's still on the or I think at least last year he was still on some of the uh football telecasts for college football. Lou, I think, is at least 80. He's in his 80s. He's got to be. Christ, he was an old man back when I was a kid watching bowl games back in the 80s. You see, or at least he seemed old. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's got to get up there. And then Mark, uh, who's the guy that's with him? Uh, I forget his name. It's Lou Holtz and uh, the other guy. What's his name? Mark May, Mark May, God, Mark May is awful. Basically, the entire college football broadcasting team sucks in terms of commentary. They're awful. They're not very good, but uh, yeah, I, I can. Lou Holtz might have been a hell of a coach and all that. I'll give him that, but as a as a TV guy, not not so much. At least for me, I've, I've never I've never fully understood. And if you guys like college sports, I apologize. But I've never truly understood the people that are, like, really, really into college sports. I don't know. It's just like, just like in basketball, I don't like college, college basketball, because you can basically play zone and zone the other team out of making anything entertaining at all. College football is just like, I get that they all care, but it's like, you know, 
not exactly like mass amounts of talent on the field most of the time. I just I've never understood the obsession with it. Like I always watch at the end of the season. I'll watch the big bowl games. I'll watch the NCAA tournament. But I've, I've never understood just the day in day out following of it. You know, most people are the exact opposite. They love the college game, but they don't like the pro game because they say the pros make the money and they don't really try hard. Yeah, but they do try hard. Like, the, the football players are out there literally getting, like, killing them themselves. And the NBA athletes, I feel like, I don't know, to say they don't try hard, I feel like is, yeah, I mean, you get your guys that get their money and they get paid and they're out, but, like, you know. Even even J.R. Smith is still a thousand times better than every college <laughs> basketball player except for like one. So I don't know. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I think yeah, there's I an argument to be made there, sir. <laughs> I don't want to say he's smarter than college basketball players. He's better than <laughs> okay. Them. Yeah, now I'm back on board. <laughs> uh, but uh, I could never you know, college out. sports, you especially. Are... Go ahead, you guys Tim. are all Americans, so maybe you can answer the question. I could never figure out how you could get excited about the sport when it's two teams that are playing and they both suck. <laughs> you know, it's the it's the Cleveland Browns versus the Cincinnati Bengals. The two and twelve Browns versus the one and fourteen Bengals on the Sunday afternoon and there's seventy thousand people at the game. That's what baffles me. Because it's like why would you go? I feel Sometimes like it's more fun Brown to watch two teams that suck. You can see like twelve interceptions. It's fun. I feel like uh, my friend is a Browns fan. And it, it, do you ever have one of those jokes in your in your life where it's really funny at first, and then for like ten years it's not funny, and then it suddenly becomes funny again? I feel like that's the best way to describe being a Cleveland Browns fan. <laughs> like it was. Kind of fun at first and, like, funny. And then it was really, really sad for, like, I don't know, 15 years. And now, like, it's almost funny again. Like, they're always so comically bad. <laughs> because that, I saw – Like, we're all kind of that, from – Yeah, to go along with that, I saw just – I just saw a meme where they – some guy from I, – I can't remember who it was. A new, a new guy on the team anyway said, you know, the league better watch out because there's not a team in the league we can't put up 40 against this year. We're going to win a lot of games. And then the joke yeah, part was, was, yeah, it's too bad the defense gives up 50. <laughs> you know, I think yeah, the you, Browns might actually win five or six games this year. No, they're going to be better, but good Lord, they didn't win any. So, I mean, it's pretty hard not to be better. They're, they're not going to be the worst team in Ohio this year. No, I uh, think the Bengals, might, the Bengals might lay claim to that. The thing with the Cleveland Browns, though, is there's this, like, aura that always hangs over their head where, like, even if Baker Mayfield turns out to be really good and has an amazing season, like, all of their fans are just going to automatically assume he's going to, like, tear both of his ACLs or get arrested or, he'll, or like, something. Yeah, he'll, like, he'll go out there always seems to happen to the Browns. and he'll throw his, his first pass will be a 72-yard touchdown pass, and he'll go out for Series 2 and tear the MCL. <laughs> And be done. But actually, you know, like just, actually, like, just, tease, just tease the shit out of their fan base and then get hurt. And then they'll what never know. Did you, know you see, uh, did you see yeah, Jarvis Landry running his mouth way, so. saying if they all are clicking on all cylinders that the Browns would be uh, Super Bowl bound? Oh, fuck. 
There's no what if, Browns what if the, the uh, So one of my best friends is actually a Browns fan, and like I think only Browns fans would like know this actual reference. But like maybe ten uh, uh, years ago, they signed a center named uh, Charles Bentley, who was like one of the best free agents of the entire year. And like, he went to the Browns and no one understood why. And it was this amazing signing. And on the first play of training camp, he tore his ACL and never played in the NFL. Again. <laughs> like, he, he tore I believe it so badly that he never played in the NFL again. <laughs> I mean, how many times have you heard in your life? And like I said, again, I'm not sure how old you are, but I'm going to guess you might be what pushing 30. Or are you older yeah, than exactly. I'm 30, 30, I'm 32. Okay. Uh, and even for you, how many times have you picked up the sports page or turned on your computer and read, finally, the Browns have signed the quarterback of the future? <laughs> and it's, I, I don't even know how many times I've read that, and you none have, of them have panned uh, out. Pra- There's the person that has uh, a jersey with every single QB for the Browns. I mean, like, the best thing about the Browns is that you could easily make an argument that the best quarterback they've had in this new version of the franchise is Kelly Holcomb. <laughs> I think. <laughs> like, yeah, that's like a very good argument. Wow. Like, I actually don't even think it is an argument. I think I'll take, uh, I'll take Derek Anderson. I'll take Derek Anderson or Tim Couch sure. over Holcomb. Tim Couch. There's a blast from the past. What? No, John. No love for Johnny Football. How? Oh, I mean, he was. Doctor Brady Quinn. Johnny Football. See, there too. Though Quinn. you got to wonder when. As soon as I said that, even I started to think. You know how much of it really is on the players, and how much of it has been on management there that they actually thought <clears throat> that Johnny Manziel was going to turn into an NFL quarterback because nobody else did. Uh, they, they I wouldn't like, say nobody thought he would. Well, at least they didn't take him at like seven. They took, they waited and took him. The one that got me, the Johnny Football pick, I didn't hate. The one that I hated was the pick of Brandon Whedon. They take Brandon Whedon, who was like a forty-year-old rookie, and drafted him in the first <laughs> round. I thought that was ignorant. Well, they've done some things in Cleveland that are mind-boggling. The they've been basically one of the. They're very similar to the Knicks in the sense that they're always super bad. They're always super, super bad, but somehow either end up not having their pick or end up not being bad enough to have, like, the first or second pick. So they always end up with, like, the fourth pick, and then they end up doing something where they trade down and try and get a quarterback in, like, the mid-20s. But they, they feel like they've done that, like, six times. Like, think about it. Other than Tim Cow they drafted a quarterback in the top five, despite the fact that they've been picking in the top five for the last, like, 18 years? I think they have it. I think they'd have figured it out by now. You would think. They even last it year eventually has to work. Ago, traded the pick. <laughs> they also, and then two, two years back, they, I think, traded the pick uh, that was, um, why is the Eagles quarterback slipping my mind? Carson Wentz, they traded that pick to trade, like, out of the first round, grabbed another first round and picked, like, Deshaun Kaiser. This guy, like, can't – I don't know. If I were the that Browns, was, that was, I would sit there. That was, a, that, that was a mind-blowing pick. Nick, I know you love Notre Dame, man, but, man, that – you couldn't have that much love for Deshaun Kaiser coming into the NFL. No, God, no. He wasn't ready. Not even close. 
I think Browns, he has yeah, potential to be good, pick. but yeah, I'm pretty sure. If I were the Browns, I'm pretty sure the Cleveland Browns haven't up. made a good haven't made a first good first round pick since uh, uh, way back. Um, I would go back to like Joe Thomas. I'm going to go back even further. I'm going to go back to Jim Brown. Well, we just lost our our caller. Uh, we lost him there. So I don't know what happened there. Things happen. Great state of California. Could have been an earthquake. Tsunami warning. You never know. Um, you know, I like their pick when they took um, in the first round. I don't even remember the guy's name. He was the corner that came out, and they Jim took Brown. him in the first round. Wasn't it Kyle Fuller, maybe? I don't remember. But, yeah, you know, they, may they, took have, they him may have and, made a few decent uh, – they may have well, made a few they, decent picks on the defense. They took side. him in the first round, and then he underperformed. Like he did not play well, and then he goes to Pittsburgh, and now he's starting for Pittsburgh, and he's playing great. So sometimes, Joe it's, I mean, that could happen. But. Yeah, Joe. It wasn't Joe Hayden, I don't think. It was somebody else. Because uh, this guy really underperformed. It was. I know it wasn't Hayden. He Let was me the look. First round pick. Joe yeah, yeah, he plays for Pittsburgh now, and it's it's not Hayden. Um, you get, I'll, I'm going to look this up. <laughs> but yeah, Cleveland. Uh, Justin Gilbert, you're talking about? Yes, that's it, Justin Gilbert. That was the name. That's the guy. Right. Yeah, that was back in. Um, that's a couple years back, but not real far. Three, four years, I think, something like that. Well, they say. didn't let him develop, and he they threw him in, you know, right out of the box, and he just yeah, didn't he pan was, out. He then was, he goes to uh, Pittsburgh, and he kills him. He was their first pick uh, when they picked uh, Johnny Football. Manziel. Yeah, they took Manziel, like, 22nd yeah, in that year. draft. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Browns, I don't know. It's hard to get rid of that losing. That losing culture is hard to dump. Especially when you're like you're not just losing when you're like going on sixteen. I mean that's yeah. You know, that's got to be tough to you know like when you're in you know in the middle put yourself out there you're zero thirteen and you got to go out for week fourteen against the Patriots. <laughs> like do you even want to go out there really at that point? I wouldn't even want to be at the building. I would just be like screw this. You know I'm I mean? going to stay home. Because it becomes kind of pointless. Okay, even if we go out there and for some reason we beat the tire out of the Patriots, okay, well, so we're one and fourteen now, or one and thirteen. You know, big, big whoop. Well, the coach sure as heck wanted them to uh, uh, finish third in the World Cup. Jump in Lake Erie. Well, that's about the only reason I can see for it is if you've got some kind of clause, performance clauses in your contract or something like that, that that you want the win or the numbers or whatever. But other than that. I think it would be pretty hard to maintain your professionalism, even though you should, when you're that bad. Especially if you're a good player on top of it all. And if you're not the reason that they suck, which, I mean, you in Cleveland might not be that. Uh, Remember, they also to took Braylon Edwards. If you There's a, a throwback name for you, wasn't it? Was it them or the Jets that took Braylon Edwards? I thought it was Cleveland. Uh, I don't know. No, that was Cleveland back in '05. That's what I thought. Yeah, that's a he's a Michigan boy. I, yeah, I know that one. 
It's when they took guys like, uh, well, yes, and a lot of their picks too, like you're saying, a lot of their first-round picks don't play for them anymore. For some reason, they're starters on other teams but couldn't play in in Cleveland for some reason. Trent Richardson, he couldn't play anywhere. Trent Richardson couldn't play catch. That dude was garbage. You know Trent, you know, I called that this from the is beginning. That's hilarious because you know where Trent Richardson is right now? Playing in the CFL. CFL? That tells, how far he's, that tells you how far he's dropped. Plays in the CFL. I'm so. surprised he made the team. Well, <laughs> not a lot of talent up here, and he's a big guy. So, well, actually, he's not a big guy, but for a running back, he's a good-sized guy. So. <laughs> Not that old. So yet. is Eddie Lacy. So Nobody's running to sign him. Who? Eddie Lacy, the man who was another oh, Alabama man. running back that ate himself into mediocrity. <laughs> well, a lot of that too, though. Uh, some of those programs, you know, they were geared to run the football. And they had a, an offensive line of uh, fucking T Rexes, and that just doesn't translate to. NFL football very well. well like a lot of those me, court, a lot of, you give me Alabama's offensive line. I'm going to rush. You know what I'm saying? They get yeah, the best offensive line recruits these, uh, in the country. You know, same with like uh, take a quarterback like Tebow. Well, with the college system and the way it was geared specifically for him, and all the right players plugged in at all the right spots, and it took him three years to figure that out. Well, yeah, he was fucking magnificent in college. It just doesn't translate to the pros very well, and if it does, nobody's got the time or the resources to take that long to to build a team that specifically around one guy, and that's why he could never play. I mean, yeah, granted, granted he wasn't the greatest thrower in the world, but I've seen guys throw the ball as poorly as him and be NFL quarterbacks. Lots of guys didn't have the best throwing motions and all that stuff, and he could run. Can't give him that. He was a big guy, but you know, those his stats were inflated from college. He just wasn't as good as what everybody thought he was. Just that simple. And another one, um, the only Alabama running back that I think is ever gonna be worth his salt in the NFL is Derrick Henry. That dude is a beast. He's fast and he can he can get hit and keep going. That's the problem with Alabama running backs. You look at Eddie Lacy and you look at Trent Richardson and guys that came out of Alabama running in the NFL, they get hit and they go down. They had they were all finesse, no power. I mean Trent Richardson well, had some power to him. Trent Richardson had some power to him, but he went to Cleveland, so that was the main problem there. And then when he left yeah, he just I mean, had no confidence are, anymore. They are the recipient of an extremely good offensive line and an extremely good program, period. Now, like I said, you take that guy and uh, pluck him out of Alabama and let's start him at, uh, I don't know, you know, wherever, he may not be anywhere near as good because the team's just not as good. Or if he gets drafted by the Cleveland Browns, like you say, and you find out, okay, it's not because he's not a talented football player, but, uh, you know, the greatest running back in history is not doing much for the Cleveland Browns right now. Cause they just the only that. guy that could have helped the Cleveland Browns was in his prime, Barry Sanders, and that's because that guy had to run for his life on a on a weekly basis. But even he doesn't. He he would have put up decent stats for Cleveland, but he doesn't get them in the win column much. Because even he couldn't do that. He couldn't do it for Detroit either. No, no he couldn't. I mean, he was a, he was a good runner, no, no two ways about that, but... 
You know, they 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 couldn't. I don't care who you would have put there. You could have taken. You could have kept their entire team, and you could have given them the greatest quarterback who ever lived, whoever you think that might be. Cleveland Browns are still losing. Somebody's got to catch the ball and run with it. Doesn't matter if somebody gives it to you. You, know, you could have put. To me, the game all stars at the offensive or, line. If you don't have an offensive line that can block in the pass and the run, then you're not going to win. And that's the biggest Everything issue. You can have good receivers and you can have a good quarterback, but if they're running for their life, they're not going to be able to complete it. They can't do a five-step yeah, drop. You could, and by the time they're back, they're on their, that. they're on their back. What do you do? What no, do you do? I mean, you can do that stuff for, for a game or something maybe, but you can't do it for 16. You know, Michael I don't know. Dixon, look at Russell Liston and what he done last year. Their O-line is probably the worst in the league. They probably couldn't start in the CFL. And he led the – Led the yeah, league Seattle has, uh, last year. Yeah, watching Seattle last year was uh, it was almost like the end of an era, if, if you can say that, uh, because now they basically they realize they have Russell Wilson, and that's about it. So they're basically going to hand over the reins to him, and they're going to start the rebuild because they're getting rid of all their their big contract players, and uh, Wilson's the guy. So we'll see what happens. In Seattle, but uh, they're they're not going to be a contender this year or for a few years. They're going to bring back Brian Bosworth. Everything's going to be fine. <laughs> Nobody panic. Sean Alexander and Tim Hasselbeck will be back, or Matt Hasselbeck. Excuse me, Matt Hasselbeck, not Tim. Matt Hasselbeck, yeah. But with but with uh, Brian not Bosworth on defense, everything's going to be okay. There, you want to talk about overrated? Wow. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. But uh, guys, uh, with SCON going on here, I'm getting uh, there's still a lot of people pouring in. So uh, I think we're going to go ahead and call this one, if that's all right with you, Tim and Nick, because uh, it's getting really it's getting crowded again and uh, still loud and you know there's a lot of stuff going on. So I'm going to go ahead and we're going to end this episode here. And I've been live from SCON. Tim's live from Canada, and Nick's live from somewhere. I'd like to announce, though, just before I go, that coming soon, coming soon, the world premiere of Don't Stop by Tom Robinson, followed shortly thereafter, followed shortly thereafter by uh, Billie Jean is Not My Lover, starring Nate Bush. (laughs) I'll do my best I'll do my best to have you a Bush League back here very very soon so we'll try and have that on this week's episode uh, big stuff coming your way on the Wide Men Radio Network we've got uh, we have more football talk was glad to have this preview uh, little football talk today here live from SCON and Logan we, at uh, uh, Southern College is the show going Wednesday and, as, uh, per normal or yes, yes. As, as of right now, we will be going live Wednesday. So if anyone wants to call in Wednesday, you're more than welcome to call Nick. Don't be a stranger, man. Call in whenever we're live and you want to call. We're uh, we're always here. Yeah. I we would love to, but uh, usually when you all are live, I'm asleep. So because I get up at midnight. Ah, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Tom Robinson's a bit of a dick, but he's not that bad a guy. <laughs> oh wait a minute! What 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 happened to his album that was supposed to release? Tit. Tit. Well, I, I don't know. I thought, you, you like that? Did you? Yeah, Thomas. Uh, he's always professed a love for the for the black ladies. 
and uh, that's what he was off doing, so it should drop shortly. T.I. and Tom Robinson, collectively known as Tit, and then there's uh, Nate and I are Biumph. So look for that in stores. All right. Well, gentlemen, let's call it. It's been a good one. And uh, for Tim and Nick and Nate and the guy that called that I didn't get his name, thanks for listening. This is live from SCON. Everybody have a good one. Tim, send us out. Peace.